0: I think we're live as we, uh, hello, hello, hello. here, Doug, why don't you try my microphone? Hello. Yeah, now that works.
4: Uh, welcome in three dudes with a view folks. We've got all new equipment. We're trying to make it work for the very first time. New equipment, new software, three dudes with a view. Uh, Clayton, I don't know if we can catch you. That's, uh, doesn't seem to be working out. And Mr. York, can good, you hear me? Good morning, Doug. Good yeah good
1: morning i hear everybody
4: <laughs> dude number one mr jim york good to have you all right we're, we're getting there and <laughs> clayton harris good morning how are you i'm doing well doing dude well. number two all right we're in we call where are you? that we call that cockpit trouble Dell. yeah I, we sure are having it and i don't know what the deal is but we do have a guest this morning with us a very special guest and and uh I I want to get her on, and her name is Tamara Robinson. How are you doing?
5: I'm well. Thank you for having me this morning.
4: We are glad to have you. Tamara Robinson is with the 22nd District uh, Judicial District Recovery Court. Now, folks, this is a very special program. Uh, It's not been around that long, a couple of three years. It is uh, a novel way to address uh, drug addiction uh, through the court system. And um, by all accounts, they're doing great things. Tamara, can you tell us a little about it?
5: Yes, uh, this is a uh, alternative sentencing program. We take criminal offenders who have substance use uh, disorders, and they come into our program for from eighteen to twenty four months. They appear before the judge, Judge David Allen, twice a month. They have routine drug screening. Uh, they are required to gain employment, work on uh, education, reuniting the families, just whatever they need to improve quality of life and to help get them out of the judicial system.
4: And, and this is, uh, folks, the way it works, this is an alternative to uh, incarceration or perhaps even being on probation. Uh, I, I sort of like to characterize it as a tough love program. Uh, if you uh, follow your recovery program uh, and... Uh, primarily, and of course not commit further crimes, uh, but you, you get you get a lot of support, a whole lot of support in your recovery. And so the good news is if you pursue your recovery in recovery court, then, of course, you avoid going to jail or prison.
1: Correct.
4: Uh, and so it's just, if it succeeds, which the success rate's pretty high, uh, if it succeeds, then it's a win-win because then you have... A recovered person uh, and who has not had to go go to jail and um, and and that's 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 a win for everybody involved. Have I got it right, Tamara?
5: You do you have it right Correct. Yeah.
4: yeah, so it's it's a it's a new program. Uh, Judge David Allen's doing it i I think Judge Chris Sockwell also has a recovery court, maybe in Lawrence County.
5: He's coming our way. Okay. He's in the process. Okay. Yes. Judge Allen will be retiring and Judge Sockwell will will be the new recovery court judge.
4: Okay. And and so these are our regular circuit court judges, the ones who try cases and the ones who do sometimes impose uh, prison or jail sentences. And so this is an alternative to uh, jail or imprisonment. You are put under the supervision of recovery court. Now, if you don't follow the program, you know, you go to jail or There's prison. There's a
5: possibility that you will go to prison. Yeah,
4: so that's is. not
5: the go- that's not the intended goal, but sometimes this happens, and I tell people it's really easier to get in than it is to get out, because we give every opportunity. I used to think before I got involved in the program that it was, uh, you mess up, you go to prison, but that's not at all how it works. Some people think it's a get-out-of-jail-free ticket. That's not it either. There are some pretty stiff requirements and for any uh, little slip ups or not following the rules there are sanctions that that are imposed it could be a jail sanction or it could be community service because we want them to learn how to give back to the community so they are variable uh, sanctions that could be imposed for breaking yeah. the rules.
4: It's not just a, the court doesn't say, get out there and recover and we'll check you later. Exactly. Uh, there's a, an intense amount of supervision and support uh, for the recovery of the individuals involved. Have, have I got that right?
5: That's right. That's right. Yeah. And so when talking about uh, support, I came here today to talk about the fourth annual Murray County Recovery Fest that will be held this Saturday, the, uh, September 23rd at the Riverwalk Park from 2 to 6 o'clock p.m.
4: Okay, what's going to happen then?
5: Well, we're inviting everybody to come out and see exactly what's going to happen. What we want to do is to reduce the stigma of substance use disorder and mental health uh we've had quite a few overdoses in the community and i always see uh people saying well we didn't know where to get help or we don't know what to do uh there needs to be more education so that's what we're going to provide i am also a person in long term recovery uh so i want to see everybody succeed and it takes like they say, it takes a village to raise a child. It takes right. a community to help reform uh, another drug addict or people with, substance, with mental health disorders. So what we will be doing, it is a family-friendly day. We're going to have a kid zone with a animal a balloon art. We're going to have face painting, a bouncy house, all kinds of kids' games. We're going to be having food. Uh, we're going to have uh, community resources, local vendors, food trucks. And I just want to say that we're going to have about 20, at least 20 uh, community tents or tables where people are offering resources and information. The people from the state of Tennessee will be there during the uh, opioid reversal training, the Menarcan training that you hear a lot about. Out. You can get trained, and you can also get a free Narcan uh, kit. They will have the fentanyl test strips because we know the high rate of overdose deaths due to fentanyl poisoning. So they will be there with the uh, fentanyl strips and the Narcan uh, strip uh, packs for you to take with you, and that's really key because I hear people saying, "Hey, I want to learn more about Narcan." Well, come to the recovery fest, and you will learn just that. We and, have and Narcan
4: is uh, can actually. It's a, it's a drug, I guess, but it, it's uh, if, if someone has uh, overdosed on fentanyl, which apparently is, I don't know much about fentanyl, but apparently that's not very hard to do. Uh, people can be exposed to it. And not even use it. They only realize they've been exposed to it.
5: exactly. It can It's inhaled uh, nasally. So anytime you come in contact with some people think that you can get it by touch. you not actually touch, but it is, can be ingested nasally. So you know, if we you, keep
4: reading about people who uh, actually die who, who are not fentanyl users. Exactly. They just get near it.
5: Exactly, you know, exactly, and, and, and they may they, not
4: even know they're near it. But Narcan is an antidote. It is an
5: antidote. Administered
4: timely, it'll save their lives.
5: Correct. And it does not necessarily happen uh, through opioid use now because I know that there's a lot of uh, talk about legalizing marijuana. So it's also... Marijuana can be laced with fentanyl, so that's what really raises the bar for us, and in Murray County, I don't have the exact figures, but there are countless, I won't say countless, but there is an up uh, increase. A it high is a, increase.
4: It is a huge issue for It Nola. is.
5: So if they, you have the kits with you, uh, you can in, uh, it's just like a nasal spray. They'll give you the training. It won't take long. They'll give you instructions, and you just insert it nasally. Then dial 911 well, first. Give them the, the antidote, and hopefully it Amen. will save their lives.
4: So Friday, no, Saturday. Saturday. This is coming Saturday, the 23rd of uh, September, from 2 until 6 at Riverwalk Park. Sounds like it's a, a place for family fun, but also a place to get information about uh, recovery. And uh, so if, if, if you yourself are interested in recovery or have someone close to you who might want to know more about recovery, then... Uh, This is a fun, uh, family-friendly way to come out and get to know about it, right?
5: Right. This is our fourth annual event. And also, I want to mention that uh, September is National Recovery Month. So, throughout the month of September, all over the the United States, uh, there are events such as these and similar events just to say, hey, we want to be recognized. And I want everybody to come out to see what people in recovery are doing. They're not just sitting up in a circle at some sort of meeting, but they're actually Actually, living and enjoying life, and I am one of those persons living and enjoying life without the use of any mind or mood-altering substances. So life is good for me, uh, and life is good for a lot of people that I'm uh, in contact with on a daily basis. So I'm just always wanting to pump up recovery and let those, if you have family members or neighbors who may be struggling, come out, get some information, and come and cheer us on because all the support we can get, the better that people can be.
4: Tamara Robinson, I think you have an infectious enthusiasm. Uh, Mr. York?
1: Yeah. Hey, Tamara. Hey, Good Mr. York. Good morning to you. Uh, I wanted to ask a question. You know, a lot of people have different ideas about people who are in recovery and and uh, have used drugs or substance abuse. At what point do you think people have the courage to stand up and say, hey, I need to change the direction I'm going. I need some help. Uh, I know you, you, you can probably attest to that firsthand. But what, what point do you think people need before they'll start changing and want to change their behavior?
5: Well, we often hear that you have to hit rock bottom in order to want to change, but that's not necessarily true. For me, it was. I had to go through a lot of things before I was actually ready to get and receive the help that was available. But at any point, and with the opioid uh, overdose rate being so high... uh, I think that bottoms have become a little higher. Rock bottom used to be a lot lower than what they are now. The criminal justice system is a great motivator. Uh, love from your family. Sometimes people give up on their family members, and I can understand that uh, because it's it's such a uh, critical, such a deep pain that it suffered and financial struggle, and there's so many things uh, that's involved. So... You don't have to hit rock bottom. You don't have to be out there living on the street. You don't have to uh, be completely hopeless. It, the change can happen at any point.
4: There we go. Okay. Tam, yeah, Tamara Robinson, uh, thank you so much for coming in, uh, sharing with us what's going on down at Riverwalk Park this coming Saturday and uh, educating us all a little bit about what recovery involves and, The program's available to make that happen.
5: Thank you for having me, and we'll see you there Saturday, Riverwalk Park from 2 to 6. Tell them Tammy sent you.
4: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's a deal. Have a good one. Thank
1: you.
4: with a view we're well, still folks we're in a whole new studio here we've got all new software hardware the whole bit we got our folks here with us who have installed it and know hopefully know how it works but we're so we're we're struggling a little bit to get get on the air with it but we're going to get the kinks out we're going to be in a better place when we do i'm dude number three del kennedy
1: dude number two clayton harris how you
0: doing i'm doing well del good morning everybody dude
1: number one mr jim york how are you Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody. Doug, I got a public service announcement to make, if you don't mind. Fire away. The American, uh, African American Heritage Foundation is sponsoring a, a dialogue uh, on the Electoral College at Columbia State, Ledbetter Auditorium, this afternoon at 6 o'clock p.m. That's uh, the African American Heritage is sponsoring a dialogue and discussion on the Electoral College. So those folks that are in need of some good information about how the Electoral College work works, it will be discussed in detail at six o'clock at Ledbetter Auditorium. Uh, there's several experts from across the state that will be uh, asking and responding to questions in, in a panel. Okay, so that's that's our Murray
4: County uh, African American Heritage Society. Is that, is that who right? It is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're very active. I mean, the the last place I saw them, they were uh, involved in putting in the exhibit, which is at the Murray County Library, called I believe it's Voices and Votes, and right. uh, uh, so they, they they're doing a lot of very
1: interesting good things. Um, all right, so that's this afternoon at. Six is that what? Yeah, six o'clock at the Ledbetter Auditorium. That's the old auditorium at the the college there. And so this is a free event. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's free, no charge.
4: So to come and and learn or talk about the electrical college and hear some people who have knowledge of it uh, discuss it. And uh, uh, so yeah, that if 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 that's your interest, uh, come on out. That's. All right, well, let's see what else is going on folks. The uh let's see the uh, Clayton they were talking about uh firing Nick Saban over the weekend.
0: <laughs> yeah, I tell you. Uh you know that, that's just crazy first off. You're not going to fire Nick Saban. Number two, yeah, they it wasn't a great, they didn't play a great game. Uh the uh, quarterback change with the first uh first option Saturday did not work. Uh, they went to the redshirt freshman from Martin, Tennessee, uh, later in the ball game, and he ended up finishing the game for Alabama. Um, so we'll see if they stick with Ty Simpson this week. Uh, they got a big game against Ole Miss, uh, and if they play the way they did Saturday, they're not going to beat Ole Miss. It's uh, I don't know. It's, it's called. There is some concern for sure.
1: There you go. Alabama Come. fans don't allow any time to rebuild, do they? Uh, Clayton.
0: We we typically don't rebuild. We reload. So uh, the the, the,
1: the, tra- oh, the transfer that, portal
0: has actually hurt that, Alabama. To be honest, yeah, that
1: portal is yeah. is, is is killing them.
6: Man. I mean,
0: saving used to be able to convince guys to you know wait your turn, stay. Let's develop you from the time you're a freshman to the time you're a junior in college. These guys now, if they're not playing, they're gone. And that's just the way it is. And so, uh, yeah, it, it's an adjustment. And, um, yeah, I mean, 17-3 to over South Florida, albeit the weather down there. You know, there was a big weather delay. I've never seen it rain so hard during a game in my life uh, and ended up stopping it. I never heard of South Florida before this game. Uh, now
1: you have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they got the team. <laughs>
0: They're not bad, uh, but yeah. actually Tennessee's former offensive coordinator, uh, Alex Golich is the head coach uh, at South Florida. And a lot of UT fans over the weekend were wishing he was still in Knoxville calling offensive plays because uh, <laughs> no, that, the, the yeah, swamp, that didn't work that, out that, too good. That, was, I mean, was speaking unreal. of the
4: other game that we had, uh, yeah, the, the Alabama game was on this station uh, over the weekend, and the uh, University of Tennessee game uh, versus Florida was on our sister station, WKRM FM. Well, three point seven, and that didn't go so well either, did it? Clayton? It did not. And uh, Clayton,
1: what is it, what is the problem between Tennessee and Florida? You know, they might beat Florida every seven to seven to eight years. What's what's the problem? What do you think the problem is?
0: You know, they haven't beaten Florida in the swamp since uh, two thousand and three. Yeah, uh, so I mean, that's twenty years. Uh, that, that's just. I, I I don't know, Mr. York. Obviously, Hendon Hooker last year uh, for Tennessee was an incredible quarterback. Uh, Joe Milton has a lot of talent, uh, has an unbelievable arm strength, uh, but they just never looked in sync offensively. And um, there's a lot of people that are wanting the freshman to come in and play a quarterback. Uh, so, and, and I told somebody this yesterday, the SEC from top to bottom this year uh the quarterback play is not very good. I mean I mean Georgia struggled with South Carolina. They were down 14 to 3 to South Carolina Saturday. So um I think quarterback you lost a lot of good quarterbacks last year to the NFL uh and replacing them uh has not been easy. It's obvious for some of these teams. Now these teams will get better as the year goes on, but uh right now you know, think about this. Alabama is only a 6 point favorite over Old Miss Saturday. That's just incredible. So
1: there you go. Yeah, that's that's not good at all for Alabama. They they normally have a little extra to put into the game.
0: Well, and that's Lane Kiffin coming to town, and that'll be interesting. And he knows how to score points. And uh, <laughs> he if also we, knows, if, if he knows we also knows how to push buttons. Yes, he does. <laughs> so,
4: Coach Mike Lyle on the board. Yeah, Lane. What was Lane Kiffin doing over the weekend? I saw
0: something. Well, he's he's saying that Alabama's defense coordinator is no longer calling their defense; that it's one of the assistants. And Lane Kiffin probably still has molds inside the University of Alabama program from, from where he was there for years, and uh, knows it. And is uh, like Coach Mike said, he's he's probably trying to mess with Saban right now because that's what Lane Kiffin does. But they got a good relationship but he knows Nick Saban very well. So uh yeah, Lane, Lane Kiffin uh, they're 3 and 0 the Rebels and uh, they got themselves a good good they, they may have the best quarterback in the league actually. So There
4: you go. And yesterday on this station uh the Titans won fairly handily did they not? Uh, kick,
0: kick the game
3: went fairly
0: handily. <laughs> it, a, it went to overtime.
3: <laughs> went to overtime.
4: Oh, it was not fairly handily. Okay. No, it was uh But they won. They, yes, they did win. They did
0: win.
1: Now, boy, the best game this weekend, though, uh, Clayton was Colorado- Buffaloes and in uh Colorado State. Man, that's the first time in my life I stayed up to one thirty to watch a whole game.
0: That game was unbelievable. I, I it was so chippy, especially for I mean there was almost a fight in pregame. And then uh the cheap shot they took on Justin Hunter on the sideline. Yeah,
1: that that was
0: know, bad. That was dangerous. I mean that yeah. That, that
1: Yeah, they could have hurt him. Well super, they took they took bad. him to the
0: hospital later in the game. Uh he's yeah. probably gonna miss the next couple of weeks, but um yeah, just uh, incredible what Deion Sanders has done in one year uh, at Colorado, in less than a year. He, he's turned the roster upside down, and uh, he is the talk of college football right now. Yeah, and, I and, don't it,
1: think it, any coach has ever t- turned over 80 some players on their roster and been able to come out and win at least two games oh, in a it, row. He's well, won it's, three. It's, you know? it's
0: never been possible until the transfer for portal thing happened. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, he's, he's taken what they're allowing to you know teams to do, and um, people are going to learn from what he's done and, and try to replicate that when when they go to a program. So,
1: yeah, well he, he's got he's got Colorado the whole state up in in, in enthusiasm of you know I heard that uh, the economy they made an additional eighteen or nineteen million dollars just on the hype that's going on with the, with the uh, with Colorado.
0: Oh, I believe it. You look at College Game Day that was there Saturday and it it was uh the scene was incredible and bolder and uh yeah. So it's a uh, it's
1: and, and I like the little lady that what, she's ninety five years old, her and a, had a twin sister and they went to every college game until her sister passed the other year and she was out there dancing with pride going on i say, wow that's fun you know
0: oh yeah i, I saw the video and yeah that's that's it's a neat story and um you're right i mean what's happening in colorado is uh is truly unbelievable and um it's uh it's gonna be interesting to see how it all plays out i mean
1: who knows uh you know, it's interesting how much mental ability plays in coaching, you know, and Prime has tapped into that. He's He's got his players thinking that they can bite on a brick wall and be successful, and it looks like they're responding for the most part.
0: Well, the, the old saying goes that you always – play with your coach's personality and he's a confident guy and that's the way they play they they play confident and they're sure of themselves and his son being the quarterback he's done a great job he's got another son in the secondary that had a pick six the other night so they're playing with confidence and and that's what that's that's a lot of
1: it so i thought they were done when when they pinned them back on the two-yard line he had 98 yards to go
0: he did it. I mean, he talks to Tom Brady every day. He says, "Yeah, so yeah, he gets that,
1: a call from Brady."
0: That 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 helps when you have a guy like that mentoring you as well. So yep, there you
4: go. And in the meantime, though, the Atlanta Braves, who are on our sister station WKRN FM one hundred three point seven, uh, they're still they're still in it, aren't they?
0: Oh yeah, they've uh, they I think they've wrapped up the NL East. They're the NL East champions. Yeah, so. Yeah, they, they wrapped up the NL East probably a week week yeah. and a half ago or something so they're kind of on cruise control until the first round of the playoffs. So uh, to to make the playoffs, I mean, that's yeah. that's huge. If you can make the playoffs and, and and to win their division, that's they're going to host the playoff games. That, that's great. The big thing is going is for them to stay
3: hot and you know not to get kind of in a in a lull right before the playoffs and, and that's going to be the that's and that's tough when you qualify for the playoffs this far ahead of everybody else. Sometimes, sometimes you just get into, like you said, you go into cruise control, and you just, and then all of a sudden you got to win three out of five games against somebody that probably just scrambled in and barely got in, and they're hot right now, and they got the momentum going, and you've got to address that. Sometimes, sometimes you can get in too early, and that's we'll we'll just have to see what
0: the Braves do with that.
3: And what what happened with. the University of
4: Tennessee, they got just some big brawl they? down there with at the blocking. end of the
0: game. Yeah. I mean, Josh Heupel took a timeout with about eight seconds left in the game. And I'm still, I'm still, I don't, I don't, I, don't I mean, I get it. You're, you're a competitor, but there, there's just, there's no way. And the worst thing that could happen nearly happened. I don't know if they ejected anybody post game or not, but there were some punches thrown and it I mean it got wild. I mean, you could see two guys
3: just squaring literally yeah, squaring, up squaring
1: and, off, man. Like they went round now, two.
3: Yeah. Part of it I will say that you know, the quarterback and he what he what the quarterback was trying to do was eat time. Yeah, you know, just he, he, he was up, yeah. he was just backing up, backing up and he kinda sat there and waited and he saw the guy coming so he went down on one knee. Tennessee guy comes in and shows him. Well, you
4: know,
1: I replayed not...
4: that. I, I replayed that six or seven times though, and it it looked like to me either the Tennessee guy was not the, and the what the big bruhaha folks, what the the Florida quarterback just took a knee, right? And I guess you know to get, run the clock, run out. the clock out, game yeah. over, and and he gets hit, and that results in tempers flaring. And but I replayed him getting hit, and it looked like the UT guy either was shoved into the guy, the quarterback on his knee, by a Florida player, or actually the UT guy was struggling to get out of the way. And it looked like to me it was the Florida player that actually hit the Florida quarterback.
1: He, one of the other. Yeah, but it's the it's the contact dealt. If you make contact and you got an opposing player there, it's going it's going to flare up. Yeah, they're going to protect the their quarterback.
3: You know, you touch their quarterback, and they're coming.
1: Yeah. Especially when he apparently gave himself up. You know, it,
4: it, it looked like to me the UT guy was doing everything he could to get to stay away from the quarterback on his knee, and was either knocked into him or actually got out of the way in time. Uh, and the Florida guy hit him. Who knows? I mean, it's hard to watch. But, even I mean, I but don't, you
1: know, it's just like a, a punt. You know, a opposing team punts the ball down there, and the ball's rolling and bouncing. It's not uncommon that a, a opposing player push one into the ball and then try to recover the fumble. Same thing.
0: Yeah, it makes it a live ball. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that, Mr. York. There
4: you go. Whatever it is, it got them all heated up.
0: Hey, Mount Pleasant won Friday night uh, on the game of the week. They beat Summertown. Big. What was that score? 46 to nothing. And then Columbia Central went on the road and beat Lawrence County, 31-nothing. So Wow. Good night. in Spring Hill beat Lawson in C.A., beat Whoa. D.C.A., so I think every team in the county won. All right. Good. So, yeah. good Friday night for Burry County Football. All,
4: All right. Good Friday. And uh, we have finally got our uh, – over on uh, – WKLM, the game uh, the central coverage the central high school coverage uh, we've we've gotten we've had some struggles there but we got our video going you can go to our our website mm-hmm. uh, and replay the video of the game along with the uh, call
0: of the game by Lou and Lee Minix. so uh, and I believe Ron Hart's going to be joining on this Friday at Tullahoma. All right, <laughs> we got a lot going on. All right, what does he
1: know about football?
0: We're gonna find out, Friday. We all remember the <laughs> hey, we all remember the Dennis Miller uh, experiment on Monday Night Football. So we're, we're gonna try it. <laughs> this ourselves. is the
1: Dennis
4: Miller experiment. <laughs> there we go. We got a lot going on. Let's take that break and come back. Our equipment's working better better by the minute.
1: Happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, then your face will surely show it. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. When you see the happy face on our truck, healer!
6: you'll be smiling cause you know that you're in luck.
2: Healer! When
6: you fix up and you know it, healer solved it like you hoped it. If you're happy healer. and you healer. know it, you know shout it out.
2: Healer
1: Scapple. Scalpel. Tweezers. Tweezers. Ham sandwich. Ham what? Sandwich. I was going to eat lunch when I got my oil changed earlier, but take five is so fast I didn't have time. But sir, you can't eat during surgery.
3: Eh, one bite won't hurt. Mm. Whoops. Uh, Napkin.
5: Napkin!
3: At take five, your oil change is faster than you think. Take five, the stay-in-your-car ten-minute oil change. There are so many problems in the world right now that we can't do anything about. But the hunger crisis in southern middle Tennessee is not one of them. You can join the Well Outreach Food Pantry in responding to help feed our neighbors in need. Kids, moms, and dads, and grandparents with nothing to eat. For just $30, you can provide a week of groceries to feed a local family in need. Give hope to the hungry right now. TheWellOutreach.org thewelloutreach.org
4: You'll have to see it to believe it. Whoever said that must have been talking about Talladega. NASCAR playoffs weekend at Talladega
3: September 30th through October 1st. Get your tickets now at talladegasuperspeedway.com
4: This is Dale Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy. Thank you for listening. three, I am Del Kennedy, dude number two, Clayton Harris, how you doing?
0: I'm doing well, Del, good morning, everybody.
1: Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Del, good morning, everybody out there on a brisk Monday morning. Yes, it is, it
4: it is, it's all, it's fall, y'all, and it's, uh, yep, I I had my jacket on this morning, actually even turned on a little heat in the truck. Uh, Old people always put on
1: jackets. This temperature.
4: <laughs> yeah, you know? all right. Thank you. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> yeah, and I drive in the uh, every you know. And I, I, these days, I'm always watching the price of gas, uh, and it's been just fluctuating, fluctuating wildly.
0: Uh, it it, ha, it actually went down. I think ten cents over the weekend. to three thirty five a gallon, if I'm not mistaken, uh, which. Yeah, I mean it was up to three forty-five late last week, or three fifty, which is just unreal. That's amazing. All right,
4: Clayton, am I I supposed to mention now? Yes. Um, All right, we we we've got something very exciting uh, coming up here at Front Porch Radio, and we are very excited to be a part of it. Uh, What would you do if you ran out of food to feed your family? That's the reality for hundreds of families here in Middle Tennessee. You can help change that. Front Porch Radio is partnering with The Well Outreach to help feed as many families in need as we can for as little as $30 to provide a week of groceries. Join us for a special live broadcast on September 26th and 27th on Front Porch Radio as we provide hope for the hungry. Or you can give right now to help a family in need at Front Porch FrontPorchRadioTN.com. That's our website. Uh, folks, we are really excited to be a part of this. We're excited to be uh, working with The Well, uh, which is a, a wonderful uh, outreach program. It's a mission, a ministry, whatever you want to call it, to provide food for people in need. and Specifically here in Southern Milton. Yeah, exactly. And so this is a wonderful thing. We're going to be talking a whole lot more about it as, uh, as the days go by. I was out uh Clayton, Miss York, I was out Saturday where uh, Murray County Farm Bureau, Murray County Farm Credit, and the Murray County Co-op had teamed together to work with Harvest Share and to provide a truckload of groceries, which they were giving away at the Murray Hills Church last Saturday morning. And there were hundreds of cars if not thousand if not over a thousand cars just a steady stream of people you know they would have their trunk open or their hatchback open and they were being instructed and just they would come drive up and the volunteers would put a lot of food in uh in these automobiles um I, i was a little struck by you know the the uh, it, it 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 wasn't the picture that i expected uh you know i was i was expected maybe some raggedy cars and people who you know looked like they were in need it really wasn't that uh and it, it really caused me to you know it, it was and, and there you know and i'm not saying that there were malingerers out there i mean there there may have been i mean People are not going to line up like that to get food from Harvest Share unless they're really in need. I mean, oh,
0: and we know we know that the prices of groceries uh, in general have gone up tremendously. You were talking about that, Clayton.
4: Yeah, yeah, I mean, just it's it's, it's unreal how much it costs to feed your family. Yeah.
1: See, Del, that that's a misnomer. People see a person in a in a relatively early model car and they feel like they don't need it, but. They're trying to work. A lot of people are working. They need decent transportation to get to work. I mean, if yep. they gonna break down every time they go to work, they got to do something. And that puts a strain on their budget. They got to spend most of their money on transportation. And the food seems to be lacking. So they need food also. So a lot of people are working, but they just aren't able to make it above the, the, the comfortable line, you know?
4: I, I, you know, Miss York, that's sort of the conclusion that I arrived at myself, you know, seeing these folks. I mean, they, they, you know, they, they might have a, I mean, nobody, there were no fancy cars, you know, Toyota Altimas or whatever. I mean, there, there weren't any, you know, BMWs or Mercedes, uh, but they were a fairly light model. And uh, the folks, you know, they didn't, they, they, they were pretty well dressed and, and not, you know, not looking like they were. Homeless or that kind of thing, but but that struck me, Miss York. You know, I, 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 I'm thinking to myself. You know, Clayton's talked about the high price of food. He's got five children. How much, Clayton? You're talking about spending five or six hundred dollars a week on food. About five hundred, yeah. And and and, uh, yeah. And, uh, and and that struck me. Okay, I mean the things you've got to have. You know, you, first of all, unless you've got reliable transportation, you don't have a job. Period. Right. And, and, right. And so. You, you've you've got to have that. Uh, second of all, you got to pay the rent or the house payment. You know, uh, or you'll be out on the street. So what does that leave? Food. And so that's the first place when the going gets really tough, you cut corners. And so I think that's what I was seeing out there Saturday morning.
1: Yeah. And some people have more than one job, but they still can't make it. You know, it depends on what the employer's paying. You know. Right. Right. So,
4: we are proud to be, uh, you know, that was a wonderful event. Uh, and we've got a special guest that we're going to introduce right here in just a second. Uh, but we've got a lot going on. In, in, uh, and and the, the issue of hunger and how that works in Murray County and southern middle Tennessee is something we're going to be talking about a lot more. And we're really looking forward to partnering with the well here.
1: it it's even more crucial with seniors. There are a lot of seniors that are impacted by not, by food insecurity. Yeah. I didn't notice a lot of seniors. Maybe I don't. Well, they probably can't, you know, get there. But there are folks that can't leave their home and just don't have between medicine and doctor bills. They don't have food.
4: Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that's out there, Mr. York. So it was a. Uh, what, what's the right word? An
1: awakening. You became yeah,
4: it, woke. It, 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 well, I don't know if I became woke, <laughs> but I became more. You became woke, I, then. I became more familiar with, with uh, you know, what the picture of people who uh, need food is like. And, uh, and you know, at Murray Hills Church down on the edge of town, if you don't have a reliable car, you can't even get out there to get the free food, you know. So, right, right. Uh, It's all part of it. We've got a special guest about another special event. Uh, Connie Green is with us. Good morning, Connie.
6: Good morning.
4: All right. Pull that microphone sort up to you there. There we go. Gotcha. There we go. And you can adjust it around. All right. Connie Green uh, not, not only is on the Murray County Commission, she is the regent of the Tenacity chapter of the Daughters of the American Revolution, which is uh located right here in Murray County in southern middle Tennessee and she wants to talk about Constitution Week. We are in the middle of Constitution Week right now. Uh it kicked off yesterday at the Tennessee State Capitol with ringing of the bells in honor of Constitution Week. Connie, tell us about it.
6: Well, this is our 68th anniversary of celebrating Constitution Week. The uh National Society Daughters of the American Revolution sent a petition to Congress to adopt Constitution Week, and that was in April of 1955. And members of the United States Congress received the resolution, and they voted to have a Constitution Week. President Eisenhower issued his proclamation on August 19, 1955. And across the United States and in many foreign countries where we have DAR chapters, We rang bells yesterday, and we're going to be ringing bells throughout this week in different places and locations to celebrate Constitution Week. James Madison was known as the father of the Constitution, and he came to the convention, which began in May of 1787 and ended on September 17th of 1787. He had gathered many documents and many books, uh, including the Magna Carta, trying to develop a pattern of government. At the current time, the United States was working with, and it wasn't a very United States, because everyone had Articles of Confederation, which had no teeth. There was no system of um, consistent government because of the Articles of Confederation. There was no person in charge. You, couldn't, you could say, we're going to tax you, but there was no teeth to that because no one was going to fo- enforce it. Militia was not being paid. Congressmen were not being paid. Senators were not being paid. There was no system of government, really, because of the Articles of Confederation. And that's why these men came together to establish the Constitution. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessing of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish the Constitution for the United States of America. And that is the preamble on which this document is based.
4: Wow. And, uh, of course, what happened is that The uh, 13 original colonies went ahead, went on to ratify the Constitution, and that's been how many years now?
0: 200 240... uh, Well,
6: we're getting ready to celebrate in four years our 250th birthday. Yes,
0: so 246. There we go.
6: Yeah. Uh, An American
0: experiment,
4: unlike any other in the world. world. And... uh,
6: and the document is still a wonderful document that yeah. governs this country, and should n- and we need to recognize it. And we're handing these out in schools. We've got about three thousand of these in our schools today. Now, what are you holding there? I am holding the Constitution, pocket the size, a okay, pocket size edition. The Constitution. And so
4: y'all are making those available in the various schools? Yes,
6: we are.
0: Thousands of college students this week will be going to lectures about Constitution Week, getting extra credit. I can guarantee it.
6: Yes, indeed. It is a law in the state that you have to take a course that deals with the Constitution and explains the Constitution.
4: And, Connie, we're about to end here, but you are an old Miss grad.
6: I am, and I'm proud we won this weekend.
4: <laughs> Got a big one Saturday. All right, there we go. All right, folks. I think I, I don't I don't know if our uh, there we go, coach. We 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 are getting the goodbye music playing. There <laughs> didn't know this it was 6 p.m.
1: Gonna... at 6 p.m. Columbia, Ledbetter Auditorium, Electoral College, folks. Come on out.
4: If you want to know more about the Electoral College, uh, how it works, what it does, or just to engage in dialogue with other folks. All right, we're out of here. See you tomorrow.
1: Have a great day. You can make the mountains ring
2: oh, man.